Hello, and welcome to Look to Love, a podcast from me, J.L. Gerhardt, to help you read the Bible a better way, to see, know, and fall in love with God. Every week, we read a passage of scripture, usually a chapter or so, working our way from Genesis to Revelation, and we ask the question, who is God? We focus our attention on him in hopes of seeing him more clearly and ultimately loving him more dearly. That is, after all, the point of everything, the Bible, our lives, it's loving God with all our hearts, minds, souls, and strength. So let's do this. Let's open our Bibles and look to love. How do you feel when people talk bad about your people? Maybe it's your husband or your wife or your kids or your best friend or um, maybe it's your church, Um, maybe it's your dog, maybe it's your football team. How do you feel when people are critical of your people? Well, if you're anything like me, um, there's this feeling that rises up from your gut. Uh, It's it's an anger, it's, um, I don't know, it's this, this acidity that kind of comes up inside me and I'm so tempted to let it spray all over everybody because I just care about my people. I want their good. I don't want anybody to say anything negative about them because I love them. I'm on their team. I'm loyal to them. In Numbers chapter 12, we get this unique opportunity to see what God does when people talk bad about God's people, or in this case, God's person. We'll look at Numbers chapter 12, starting at verse 1. Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because of the Cushite woman he married, for he had married a Cushite woman. They said, does the Lord speak only through Moses? Does he not also speak through us? So here we've got Aaron and Miriam, they're kind of in this little triumvirate of leadership with Moses. Uh, Aaron is the high priest. Miriam is also, uh, it seems like, doing some kind of prophecy and leadership. And so the two of them notice that Moses does something they don't like. Something that honestly isn't exactly right. Uh, God has asked the people of Israel to only marry Israelites. And here we've got Moses, this big leader, uh, marrying someone who is not an Israelite. And so in this case, Miriam and Aaron don't just point it out. It doesn't seem like they're trying to hold Moses accountable to holiness. It seems like what Miriam and Aaron are trying to do is to notice Moses' failure, to point at it, and to use it to push him down, and in pushing Moses down, to lift themselves up. Perhaps if Moses isn't so impressive, they will look more impressive. So they say, does the Lord speak only through Moses? Does he not also speak through us? And the Lord heard it. I think this is such an interesting phrase. And the Lord heard it. Now, and they get this side note in verse three in scripture. It says, Moses was a very humble man, more so than anyone on the face of the earth. And so we get this sense of who Moses was And if Moses is this super humble man, more humble than anybody on the face of the earth, do you think Moses is going to stand up for himself in this moment? When Miriam and Aaron both come to him and they say, hey, you're not that impressive, the world's most humble man accepts that. And it seems like Moses isn't going to defend himself. Suddenly, verse 4, suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, you three come out to the tent of meeting. 
So the three of them went out. This is a fabulous moment. So God, right, we heard before, and the Lord heard it. God is like a mom who overhears her kids arguing, right? She overheard Aaron and Miriam and Moses out there, and she said immediately, you three, get in here. And so Moses and Aaron and Miriam, they go to where God is. So they show up at the tent of meeting and they're standing there like three probably embarrassed children who know they're about to get in trouble. And so um, the three of them go and then the Lord descends on the tabernacle in a pillar of cloud. And he stood at the entrance of the tent. So this pillar is standing at the entrance of the tent. And he summoned Aaron and Miriam. So basically he said, Aaron, Miriam, get closer. You come close. And when the two of them came forward, he said, this is what God said to Miriam and Aaron after they had criticized Moses. Listen to what I say. Is there a prophet among you from the Lord? I make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. And so God is saying, basically, you've got prophets. You maybe are a prophet, but Moses is no prophet. I don't speak to Moses in dreams. He says, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my household. I speak with him directly, openly, and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. God is saying here, you know Moses? Moses is mine. He's my servant. He is good. And I talk to him in ways that I don't talk to anybody else. There is something special and different about Moses. He has my mark on him. Quite literally, right? Moses wears the very radiance of God on his face. And then God says, so why were you not afraid to speak up against my servant, Moses? I love this speech. It's God stepping up when his best friend gets made fun of, getting in the way and saying, excuse me, don't mess with my friend. God, who is so much bigger, so much more powerful, so much more imposing than his humble little friend Moses. God steps around him in front of the bullies. He puts himself between Moses and the bullies. And he said, did you have something to say? Excuse me. And he protects Moses like a loyal friend. He says, Moses is mine. I'm going to protect my friend. Don't you talk bad about my friend. Who is God? In Numbers chapter 12, he's loyal. In verse 9, we see uh, the Lord's anger burned against them. So God is mad at Miriam and Aaron. And he left. If you've ever been, if you've done that to your kids, like you've been letting them have it and you're very angry and they've done something that you're very upset about and you just leave the room. And if you peek out maybe from where they can't see, you see they're still standing there like, what are we supposed to do now? She must be really mad because she just left. Well, that's what God does. He just leaves. He's so angry that he leaves. And when he leaves, his presence leaves the tabernacle. The cloud goes with him. And so they're left there without his presence around them. And as the cloud leaves, this skin condition creeps over Miriam's body. And this is the punishment they're given for messing with Moses. God is like, you shouldn't treat Moses this way. If you treat Moses this way, it's like you're treating me this way. And so the punishment he doles out 
is this skin condition that ends up all over Miriam. Uh, side note, why doesn't Aaron get the skin condition? Because Aaron is a high priest and Aaron can't be defiled. If he gets unclean, then he can't execute the duties of the high priest. And right now, Aaron, frankly, is short-staffed. And so he's got a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of sacrifices to be able to make. He won't even be able to make the sacrifice for Miriam if he has this skin disease. And so it's just given to Miriam, but it is a punishment for both of them. And so Miriam is kicked out of the camp. She has to go outside the camp for a full week, seven days, and it's embarrassing. Uh, but when she comes back, she's healed. And she's healed because Moses intervened for her. And he went to God and he said, God, please heal Miriam. And God said, that's fine. I'll hear, heal her. But there will be a punishment. You can't treat my friends that way. God in Numbers 12, he's loyal. He's loyal to his friends. Uh, Moses has proven himself faithful to God and God will consistently prove himself loyal to Moses. Later in Numbers, we're actually going to find uh, God killing just a whole bunch of Israelites who tried to talk bad about Moses. Uh, people who tried to rise up, create an insurrection, get Moses out of power and come into power themselves. God says, that is not how you treat my prophet. And through the whole process, uh, God is lifting Moses up and pushing others down. He's saying, this is the one. This is my man, Moses. Moses never asks God for this, by the way. Moses never asks God to embarrass people or hurt people because they've mistreated him. But God, over and over, will punish those who criticize his servant Moses. What Moses is doing here in Numbers is very hard. He's leading maybe a million people through the wilderness. He's teaching them a brand new moral and behavioral code. Uh, he is constantly dealing with complaining and with people feeling like there's not enough, with people criticizing his leadership and, and the weight of the job. I mean, just the weight of leading all of these people is so much. And it's, it's hard to be Moses right now. And I think God knows that. God looks at this friend of his who he has called into this work. God has asked Moses to go do these things, to lead these people, to teach the people, to share the law. Um, God has said, you're my man. And God takes every opportunity to tell Moses, I've got your back. He never once wants Moses to feel like he's alone or for Moses to feel like his loyalty to God is unrewarded. God is loyal to his servants. He's still loyal to his servants today. And if he asks you to do something, like he asked Moses to do something hard, know this, he's gonna stand up for you. He'll defend you. Who is God? He's got your back. Thanks for joining me today at Look to Love. This podcast began as I was writing the book, Look to Love, A Better Way to Read the Bible. So if you're interested in this way of approaching scripture, go get yourself a book available right now on Amazon. You can follow me at JL Gerhardt on Instagram or Facebook, or subscribe to my free bi-weekly essay, The Goodness, where I look for the goodness of God in the land of the living. Do reach out. I would love to know you're listening. Until next time. I hope you'll look to love.